What You Need to Know is being brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. It's SLK on 710 ESPN. Clinton Yates is in for S and L. What up? We got Bergman and Unique, who is standing by right now with What You Need to Know. Hi, Laura. Hello, Scott. So I was, you know, trolling around. Not trolling, but scrolling. (laughs) Scrolling around. That too. too. You're trolling people. (laughs) Scrolling around Twitter. And this caught my attention. When I was growing up, I used to be obsessed with Pikachu. Mm -hmm. Like, I was like, seriously, I was like, Pikachu. I would do that all the time. Anyways, so the internet is saying that Pokemon live action series is going to, it's in the works and it's coming to Netflix. I don't know how I feel about that. Because mm, live action, how can you really go about that? But you know what? I'm going to give it a try. So it's an early development, according to Variety. Are you guys in on that? Or are you guys like, eh, I'm out? So I'm a little too old for Pikachu. Like that was, I mean, I, it, it came out when I was a young person, but when, not when I was a child. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like, I wasn't playing that game. But many of the people that I know now as an adult play Pokemon Go. Yeah. And it's like the whole thing. What's your boy's name? Jake Paul, Logan Paul, insert Paul brother here. Mm-hmm. He came onto the <laughs> ring with that that Pokemon card on his whatever. I understand this is part of the zeitgeist. I'm just aged out of it a little bit. But my question, Scott, goes back to what Laura mentioned. What is live action? Po- like what? Oh, how I'm does so that, glad. How does that I'm, work? I'm so glad you asked because when you said you were too old to get into Pokemon... I'm at least 10 years older, so I'm way beyond. And I didn't know what live action meant either. What does that mean, Laura? Do you know? So it it just means it's not going to be a cartoon. Yeah, but like... Character. Like people, like okay. guys in okay. costumes? Look, like, no, no. Like, How are like, we going to do this? Is what explain to us, Greg. There, there, is a, there, there is already a movie that was live action Pokemon. It was Okay, as in non-animated. It was, yeah, non-animated. Yeah. It mm-hmm. was Ryan Reynolds, and he did... Uh, it was, and it was, it was other people too, but yeah, they had a live action Pokemon movie already. Huh. It wasn't just it wasn't videos of people. And a lot of people loved their it. Phones you people went nuts. A lot walking of around cemeteries looking for things on their phone. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're like, you know, it's just, you, you, there's like a storyline behind it. My kids loved the movie. Right. I've watched it a couple times. So I, I guess the reason why I was intrigued is because I know a lot of guys that love Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. And they're older. Dragon Ball Z was awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. That's DBZ, the, you know what it I mean? was. They're <laughs> like good Goku right and all this other stuff. Like yeah. I never got into that. Oh, My brothers yeah. love it. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what is Dragon Ball Z? Oh come on. We don't have time. We don't, this is a two hundred level class. Two hundred <laughs> yeah. level class, you gotta take the prereqs <laughs> in next semester. It's not gonna work. It's but it's it's part of the sort of anime Japanese world where like, you know, I don't even know how to explain it, but it's it's a cartoon. Google it, man. Fighting. You can it's a Google cartoon. it. I am Googling it's it right now. It's a popular genre, and that, that well, Dragon DBZ is a specific title, but the whole mm-hmm. you know manga anime world. I mean, I'm not going to get into that, yeah. but basically, I don't really get. I mean, is this a sequel to? Oh, it's a series. So basically, mm-hmm. what you're saying is, Greg, you're going to be watching this with your kids. No, I'm sure the kids will want to watch it. They've yeah. watched all of the... There's Netflix has like a new version of all these Pokemon. Mm-hmm. That's cool. The show, the original show, they redid it all, and they yeah. watched all of those. Yeah. So okay. yeah, I'm sure I'll end up I watching I just want to hear someone go, Pikachu! That's all I want. <laughs> I just want to watch more footage of people playing Pokemon Go <laughs> in the wild. That I is- tried, man. That thing was nuts. It's like... Hard. It was like, you are like two steps away, and then you couldn't catch the stupid Pokemon. I'm like, bro, I'm right there. What do you mean? 
Yeah, I tried I gave it for up. like it was it worked for like a week where me and my buddies would go and like walk around and try it out. Yeah. And after a while, I'm like, ah, this is just Cap not. has no idea what's going no, on. No, I really <laughs> you don't uh, know I'm, Pokemon Go. That dude, was a no. huge, yes, huge it thing. was huge. Okay, but but let me random say one people thing. would go to your house because yeah. it would be like right it'd be there. like right there. There's a Pokemon remember, store here. But but how long how long ago would you guys say this Pokemon Go thing is? How long ago? You think? Four, four four years ago. Three four years ago. So I I remember it just in this way that my kids had people doing this like at the house or right. something like that. With their phones out, looking yeah. at stuff. Yeah. You know, sometimes when you guys say that you can't believe I don't know certain things, I've kind of come to this realization that I am a little bit older than everybody, although I know everybody thinks I'm a millennial. I know I look 25. It's just because I got my go. hair colored this weekend. That's all. Nobody thinks community. that. Oh, is that? Nobody, no, nobody no, does? Nobody, oh, no. I thought everybody thought that. <laughs> no, my bad. No, my bad. No, no. I thought everybody thought Sorry that. Sorry to bring your bubble down. But no, 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 it's okay. I just thought that that's what everybody thought, but that's not the case. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I also realized that when you have four kids... Like, you got other stuff going on in life. Yeah. You know? And well, that's, that's what like, I expected you to know about Pokemon to begin with, was yeah. p- through your kids. That's what, yeah. I was, that's what I was expecting your connectivity point to be for me, but... There's yeah. more to it, though. Like, I mean, it was a huge news story. Like, Pokemon Christ Go was... going not, deep. Well, no, I'm saying, like, Pokemon. you know, people were talking about it on the news because people were walking into traffic w- That's with true. It. I do remember like, that part because right. people were a, being very reckless. There yeah. was a huge story behind it. Not not that you played the game or you had yeah. any... But, you like, not knowing what it is is kind of shocking to me, well, yes. Well, that, that was one of those things that when it was happening I had that old guy attitude like this is so dumb I don't even want to know about it it's probably the same attitude Get I had when lawn. Twitter first came out mm. like in 2009 when I first signed up for Twitter I was like great read out of the backfield for you on that yeah I'll never need this <laughs> this is so dumb I'll never need this and now I mean here we are 2021 and it's virtually one of the most important communication tools on the planet exactly exactly All All right, thank Laura. you Laura you guys are welcome. Clinton, do you have a series that you're currently watching on Netflix or any streaming service? Uh, my favorite series that I'm not currently watching, but I am awaiting its next season, Cobra Kai. For sure. Oh, oh For Cobra Kai. For sure. Cobra Kai is awesome. Okay. That's where we are. Okay. Netflix take it over from, took it over from YouTube. Yeah. And uh, show changed a little, but not the most. And they got season four, season three, season four, season four coming up. I have not yet seen Cobra Kai, although I do plan on going to that dojo to train because I don't know if you heard or not, but me and Sedano are going to get into a boxing ring together what? or an octagon. Oh, yeah. You haven't heard about this? Hold on. This is a real thing that's happening? Yeah, this, oh, this is a real thing for reals. Uh-huh. Hold, hold, hold up. Like a, promo, like a station promotional thing? You guys yeah. are going to have a bout? Well, here's what happened. Sedano, I don't know if you know this about George or not, but George is a black belt in karate. I knew that. Okay. And I asked George the other day, now that you're into your 40s and you haven't practiced karate in all these years, if I just throw a punch at you, do you have the instincts to all of a sudden just go back to everything you knew from 20 years ago? And he said, oh, I don't know, maybe, you know, I'd have to work it out a little bit. And so then we decided we're going to get into the ring together and I'm going to be in like full gear, head gear, mouth gear. Uh, you know, I'm going to have like, you know, rib protect- protectors, everything. Sure. And George is going to show up in his karate gi. You know, yeah. and I'm going to go to the Cobra Kai to, to do my training in, in advance of that fight. This is a great idea. Whose idea? I'm like, I, I need to be a part of this somehow. I want to be the ring announcer. Oh, ring for announcer, when this referee, happens. whatever you want. One to hundred, no, referee, no, I'm not touching either one of you weirdos, but I definitely want to yell on the mic. I'm joking. But like, I definitely want to be a part of this. This is fantastic. 
you didn't have to apologize for calling us weirdos because <laughs> honestly, we are bit. a bunch of weirdos. Because I'll tell you right now, what I'm worried about oh. is George is going to yank a hamstring going to try and kick me in the head, and I'm most worried about backing up and Conor McGregoring myself. Yeah, a, and television's Clinton Yates will be there to call it all. Hell this yeah, is fantastic. I'm yeah. so excited about this. He forgot <laughs> so, to mention yeah. that he wants to train, but he doesn't want Sedano to train. No, so that's right. Yeah, that's, that's reasonable. Right. I mean, no, Sedano sticks to his. Sedano can stick to his normal training schedule. No, nothing. He doesn't want Sedano training at all. Well, well I'm saying Sedano works out, right? He does. Yeah, he walks like six, seven miles a day. Yeah, right. But the reason for this is, is because I want Sedano to answer the question: Can you break out the karate anytime you want to? So even if you haven't practiced for twenty years, the instincts, yeah. right? Do you still have the instincts? So that's right. yes, you're right, Laura. I don't want Sedano. I to train. actually don't think that's unreasonable. I think that's fair. I mean, that's the original question that the challenge is based on. That's completely reasonable. Thank you. you. Know? But you know, you know what they say. Don't F around and find out because you might find out. You know? so, <laughs> well, see, uh, be the, careful. The thing that I'm really looking excited for is this. I just want to see them fight. Like, yes. I don't even care. I don't care who's wearing anything on, like helmets, body armor, whatever you yes. guys are doing. I just want to see the two of you go at it. Do we have like a timeline for this? Like, yeah. when are we doing this? I don't we, know exactly, but should. we're 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 it's talking about it's in the works. Yeah, we're be, yes. be, before the end of this year, and we're talking about setting up like a boxing ring or an octagon. Yes. You know, right in LA Live. You know, where where all the <laughs> listeners can come be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I'm look, oh, I can't believe that I missed this idea over the past couple of weeks. This look, is the man, kind of crap I love. I don't even care who wins. I just. No. Oh, we all win. <laughs> right. Exactly. No matter who goes down, somebody's going to go down, and it's going to be amazing. Oh, this is going to be great. <laughs> you know what really has me worried, though, is that I've seen a lot of videos recently of boxing matches where people are in full headgear, and they still get knocked the you-know-what out. Yeah, well, you And I don't want to be that guy. That is really embarrassing, to be wearing the headgear and still get put down cold, you know? Yeah. Well, listen, I don't think George is going to strike you in the head to the point that it's going to take you I down. Mean, the body down. blows, on the other hand, could be very, very painful. Yeah. So, you know, keep that in mind during your training. Wait, hold but on, I'm, Clinton. I'm, Clinton, you, got, you don't understand that there's a lot of pent-up aggression coming from Sedano. So... If you you don't think he's gonna put let me, full let me, let me force tell you in this. that, let me tell you. Let me, if I know if I know game. anything about George, George is gonna take more pride in putting Cap down with a body blow than he would by striking him in the head. I don't because know. body blows are underrated, vicious, and it just looks cooler, kind of. And also, like George is a reasonable person, hitting people in the head doesn't look that See, cool. But like, not no, in twenty twenty one. Then you got Cap on the other side who. Probably has a little bit of a pent up aggression himself. Cap would take a headshot. Right. Well, I think yeah. he's going to give a headshot too, though. That's what I'm saying. Cap would deliver right. a headshot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In my opinion, because, George strikes me as a bodybuilder. Yeah, because even though George has the karate background, I plan on using George's rib cage like I'm going out for a 60 yard field goal attempt. You know what I mean? I'm, <laughs> I'm planning on trying to break out my old school kicking leg days. The you know? leg game. This but, is you know, so 30, great. 30 years later, you know, Go to unfortunately. Ground. Oh, I can't wait. So you're right. also taller and like bigger too, I think. Oh yeah, Cap. I got I have you I have a height, height advantage, yeah. I have a weight advantage, Do you have a I have reach a reach advantage. advantage. Oh okay. sure. Yeah. Now George George is younger. Um and he has he has real training. He's a, a skilled yeah. trained martial artist. Meaner too. Like just on a basic level of, of yeah. fighting competition like, right. you know, a little, little something in the tank there, you know. Yeah, no, okay. he is. He, he's he's saucy that way. You yeah. know what I mean? He's one of those guys. He always wants to be right. He'll yell and scream at the top of his lungs if you don't agree with everything he says. And so <laughs> it's it's going to be one of those things where he comes out and he's going to be like, "All right, Kaplan, remember that time you didn't agree with me? Now take this, boom, to the head. Take this to the ribs." 
And I'm just going to be wearing so much padding. I'm going to look like Eric Dickerson used to look like when he was playing for the Rams back in the old days. I'm going to have on every piece of equipment known to man. You're going to get a jerry curl too? I'm going straight to Vegas, by the way, to bet on George. You're going to take George in this one. 100% of the time. Guy with former karate training versus Scott Kaplan? It doesn't even need to be George. No, see, no. This will be fun, though. I, you know, I think if I go to Vegas with you, I'm going on cap. What? I think I'm putting my money on cap here. Wow. I really okay. am. I've seen him play golf. I've seen it like he he shocked play me. Play I mean, golf? No, 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 no. I'm saying like he's he's How he's did got, those skills transfer? No, no, because he's got power. Like he oh, hit he hit right. a ball Core power. deep. Okay. Yeah, no. He hit a ball deep. I was like, "Wow, I did not expect that." So this is the same type of thing. I think he's going to come out with all that gear on and no gear for Sedano, and he's just going to wreck shop. Okay, yeah. I think it's one spin kick in this bad boy. Is no, over, but I think he's he'll take it. And he'll all, right, like, all right, all right, this is good. I plan, on, this I plan is good. on taking the punishment, and then once I've taken it, and George got nothing left in the tank, that's when I plan on dishing it out. Okay, it's going to happen. Too. Submission hold. I got you, Cap. I got Sedano. Thank you. I got submission you, Cap. hold. Uh-uh. Wow, we're gotta... calling shots now. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Clint going to roll yeah. to the bank. Okay. You know, yeah, directly <laughs> to the bank. I'm buying beers for everybody not named Scott and Greg. Right. <laughs> hey, I'm taking those odds. I'm going to get a lot of money back for yeah. that. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm going to be thirty to one in this thing. Exactly. Yeah. Big make numbers. my rent. All right, listen, coming up, I mentioned Eric Dickerson. Well, you know, the Rams aren't looking to sign a veteran running back, uh, and that includes Eric Dickerson or Todd Gurley. Because remember, I came up with this concept last week. Well, go give Todd Gurley a shot. They're saying no to any veteran running back right now. We're going to be at Rams camp on Wednesday. Let's start to take a look at the headlines surrounding the Rams as they get ready to kick off training camp. That's coming up next. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Motown Philly, we were talking about it earlier. It's SLK on 710 ESPN. Clinton Yates is in today. What up? Sedano and LZ. And will be with us all week long. It's great having you, Clinton. I love working with you, man. No doubt, man. Glad to be here, bro. And I'm, I'm looking forward to Wednesday at Rams training camp. Yeah. That should be fun, man. I, I This is before we get into the McVay stuff and sort of just where that team is. As a matter of course, in the radio business, kiddos, live remotes, tons of fun. One of those things where you can get back to the people, you can see some real stuff, you can engage with folks. I'm very much looking forward to Wednesday. Yeah, and and listen, um, all the talk last week about the NFL pressuring the players to get vaccinated, and when I say pressuring them, I mean by telling players if you don't get vaccinated and you come into the locker room and you bring it and games get canceled, your teammates aren't going to get paid, plus you're going to forfeit the game. The other team that gets the victory, they're not going to get paid, and you're going to have created a big, giant mess around you. So the NFL, no question, trying to pressure everybody. Clinton, I know I've had to provide my vaccination card for the Rams, and when we get there, take a rapid COVID test. I mean, in other words, they're doing what they have to do to make sure that their players and their front office people, people that we're going to sit and talk to, are all safe from us. Yeah, and, completing a season. That's what yeah. the NFL's trying to do. I mean, like, I'm not going to get into vaccination stuff because that's just not – I mean, yes, obviously that's something I've done. But, like, they're trying to get the season done, y'all. So that's why this is all happening. 
Pretty simple. Because last year, they're playing games on Tuesdays. Can't I'm trying do that. to remember who it was. It was I'm, the was, football team against the Steelers. Yeah. I remember right. exactly who it was. Yeah. You know, it was a ridiculous game, too. Like, anyway, so the Rams, though, have a lot going on their plate this they year. They do. They do. A lot of headlines surrounding the Rams as they start training camp. And um, the, I mentioned this before the break, but, you know, I, I mentioned this last week. They, they lose Cam Akers. At, at, you know, right as training camp is on the verge of starting. And listen, I think the running back position, Clinton, is an interchangeable one in the NFL. Unless you've got one of the truly premier upper echelon, top five, top ten running backs, a three down back, I really think that a generation ago the Denver Broncos showed you you don't have to spend a first-round draft choice. You can find a guy who's an undrafted free agent. We can keep plugging him in. It's more about the O-line than it is the running back. That's my opinion. But that being said, I threw out the suggestion last week to, to kick the tires on Todd Gurley. Everybody laughed at me. Truth of the matter was, Gurley's statistics last year in Atlanta were very similar to that of like a Frank Gore or an Adrian Peterson. But again, uh, the Rams say they're not looking to replace Cam Akers with a veteran running back. They like what they've got thus far in their roster. That is one of the headlines as we start this training camp. I don't mind that. I mean, you know, if, if your point about the interchangeability of the position room is accurate – well, then, if McVay thinks he can coach these guys up or second and third on the two deep, well, then sure, you don't need anybody else. I, as for the girly suggestion, I, I don't think it's ridiculous from a talent standpoint in terms of a match, obviously, but, like, bro, do you remember how contentious that was when he left? I, do. I don't see that happening again. I mean, it felt like at the time it was way bigger than football in terms of whatever their beef was, communication-wise or otherwise, as human beings. So, like, I, I think that is personal in a way that, actually probably makes sense um, because neither one of them has looked particularly great since either one of them left each other. But I do like the idea that McVeigh says, hey, we've got a system. It should work because this is the thing that I say all the time in football, Cap. No longer do we seem to allow for coaches to be able to coach for development as opposed to coaching for just success. Now, normally my feeling is, is that coaching, excuse me, Quarterback is the worst coach position in the league. That's just a personal opinion. But if a guy says, hey, look, my running back room is fine. Our main guy goes down. It's not just necessarily next man up because it's a cold, cruel world, but this is the whole point of having the backs. You know what I mean? You've got a system. You can figure it out. I kind of like this from McVay in terms of trusting his guys that are already there. Curious, though, why you think that quarterback is the worst coach position in the NFL? I think it's because the reason I think this is very simple. Number one is that, okay, when guys come into the league, particularly quarterbacks, there is often the least jump from like kind of good in college to great in the pros. And the the second least jump is the not so great in college, but pro material to average in the pros. You don't get a lot of that. Guys are sort of boom or bust dudes who are either maxing out, and that's why so many backups these days are not really good players. Because the way that we sort of want guys to be in the league is that they either got to be the starter or the franchise guy, or they got to be the next guy, as opposed to, say, like a Bob Griffin, who just sort of hung around, and now he's just a very good backup. And that's because I think that the coaching realm, in terms of quarterbacking, is looked at as you either have it or you don't. The development of quarterbacks over the course of their careers in the NFL has changed drastically in the last 15 years of the league. I would argue that um, part of the reason is is because when teams practice, really um, backup quarterbacks get so few reps yeah. in practice, um, and starters take the majority of the reps. So now all of a sudden a guy's a starter in a game, 
gets hurt in the first quarter, and here comes the backup, and all he's really done is mental reps all week and all week long in film study. He's gotten you know like three or four reps per practice. Yeah, that's not how I would run my program personally, and that to me is a coaching issue. See, I look at a guy like uh, the quarterback in Buffalo, Allen, and this was a guy that in college at, at Wyoming, first of all, nobody ever saw this guy play. But he was good, but he was only good in the Mountain West Conference, and look what, what he has become. He's improved in the a lot. NFL. Yeah, he's a yeah. guy that has, is 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 the opposite of the example of what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? But when you look at a guy like this, is not coming to mind very well now. But Jared Goff is probably another one of them. You know what I'm saying? Like a guy who I thought has all the tools does not seem to be actually improving, and you can blame that on the quarterback every time. But at a certain point, you look at him and you say, "Hey, you've been in the league for a while, buddy. You're an offensive genius." quarterback a little smarter you oh, know dude this this is why i'm so glad you're bringing this up because as we go to rams camp on wednesday everybody thinks that on paper the rams are so much better simply because of the of the stafford acquisition and the Goff departure mm-hmm. i was never really um i was i never really was beating up on jared Goff the way so many other people did i felt like play calling and the way they were using him was questionable many times. And last football season, as a matter of fact, I would sit here, take notes on Sundays, come back on the air on Monday, and just pick apart what I thought were obvious coaching mistakes and and a, a misuse of what Jared Goff was. So that's really, I think, going in, by the way, the biggest headline when we get there on Wednesday, and the biggest headline for the Rams going into this preseason is Stafford was the guy they wanted. They were in a, a fight, a battle with the San Francisco 49ers who also thought they wanted Stafford and, by the way, thought they were getting him. And the question will be, is Matthew Stafford, as every personnel guy and every ESPN analyst tells me, is far and away a much better quarterback than Jared Goff, does he come in from a terrible organization, join a winning, uh, I'll say tradition over the last five years? Yeah. Does he come in? And, and is Matthew Stafford all of a sudden a great winner because he put up all the stats, but he was in a really bad franchise that couldn't get out of its own way? That, to me, is, is the number one storyline going into this training camp. I think that question is apt, and I think that I think the Rams got away from themselves a little bit last year. I really do. But I think that that was also because they were trying to figure something out. And that's what my question is probably going to be for most of those guys. And, Greg, just quickly, I want to ask you about this. Does most of that sort of 11-package-plus stuff change? With Stafford, do you do more things, or do you get a Cooper Cup back? Do you get back into your regular sort of system and just get a guy who's more consistent to run, which we're already doing? Yeah, so I think that's exactly what it is. I think you start doing more of what you were doing, which was moving more to a a aired out type of offense that you can use with Matthew Stafford a little bit more. When it was when it was Goff before, and you had Gurley with him, that was a balanced attack where you were throwing out of the backfield, you were letting him run up the middle. You I were, liked that offense though. I did too, and that's why they went to the that's why they went to the Super Bowl because yeah. they allowed Gurley to be that guy. But they don't have that guy. They, I mean, it is interchangeable, but you need somebody that can catch passes out of the backfield. Where Stafford is coming in, he's going to throw to Deshaun Jackson, he's going to throw to Cooper Cup, he's going to throw to Robert Woods. So it's going to be more of a pass happy offense, is what I think. Okay, Cup being back is massive yes. in my opinion he's the most important player in McVay's offense and has been the entire time he's been there that's and a personal way, opinion yeah and you mentioned Deshaun Jackson another question mark going into this training camp what will he be yeah like like is Deshaun Jackson going to be a guy who stretches the field and can go deep um, and you can count on him to be there for 14 15 16 17 games or is he going to be a guy who's been dealing with a lot of injuries over the last few years um, is he going to be durable enough to to you know really contribute the entire season because I mean he was a he was a low-risk signing, and um, 
but he could be a high reward sort of player. So what do you expect out of him? What do you actually want him to be? Like, what's a good season for Deshaun Jackson? Is it just catching a couple deep passes for a couple touchdowns, or do you need him to be a thousand yards and there's no way you need him to be a thousand yards? Right, you don't. So what? So what do you need from Deshaun Jackson to be like? All right, that's a successful. You need him to get five targets a game to be a reasonable weapon on the field. Whether or not he catches the balls is a different matter. But in terms of how you scheme your offense, there's no point in having Deshaun Jackson on the field if you're not going to target him at least five times a game. That's that's me. If you Maybe three. Me, yeah, if but you like, ask me you know. statistically, like at the end of the season, if you told me he caught 45 to 50 passes for 400 to 500 yards and had three or four touchdowns and played in 15 games, I'd be like, that was a good yeah. acquisition. Played yep. in 15 games is a big part of this because he's missed a large, large part of the last three seasons with injury. So then that looks like, I mean, if as long as he comes in healthy, then you're probably going to get somewhere right around there. Well, yeah, if he, you if hope. he comes in healthy and if he can remain healthy, yeah. these are – Obviously, critical parts to, to making this all work. So, hey, look, we're at, we're at Rams training camp on Wednesday, and uh, everybody should absolutely be tuning in because, listen, we're going to – Greg, do you have a guest list already of, of where we're going? No, it's not finalized yet, but we will have at least one – somebody in the first two hours, only one person, and then two players in the third hour. Okay, right. So we'll probably have, like, a less Sneed, you know, their general right. manager in the early part of the show, Kevin Demoff maybe, you know, the CEO of the of – the, the organization, you know, one of these guys who's going to rep the entire team, you know, and then uh, they'll go to practice. We'll sit around. We'll watch it. We'll we'll probably do play by play. You know, um, Clinton, you ready to play color commentator? You want to do play by play? Oh, what yeah. Do you I'm a professional, buddy, for sure. All right. All right. So we'll be there on Wednesday. But coming up next, would you rather? Let's find out what Greg's got for us. Coming up next, this is SLK on 710 ESPN. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more More than than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. I got it, Chris. Don't worry. All right, Cap, you ready to do a little would you rather? Would you rather? Yes, All right. sir. We're going to start with you. Would you rather have breakfast in bed or a midnight snack? <laughs> I'm going to say I'd rather have breakfast in bed. You know, I don't – this is going to sound so LZ. I try not to eat late at night, you know, because <laughs> I know it's bad for me. I know that if I sleep on a quesadilla, it's just going to turn into my fatter belly than it already is. Not to mention it's bad for the acid reflux. Um, so I think I'd rather Yikes. wake up and have, a, have some breakfast in bed. That's what I'm going with here. It's a 100% midnight snack for me, Greg. Breakfast in bed is just not that appealing to me. Like, there's a mess. You got to pick the dishes back. There's crumbs in the pillow. No, I don't need that. You know what I'm saying? Like, midnight snack, you wake up, 
Maybe got to take a leak, go to the fridge, see what's going on. Boom. <laughs> Bang out some Triscuits with some prosciutto or something on top. Get back in the bed. Keep it moving. Yeah. Oh, my God. No food. Triscuits no food in the bed. prosciutto in the middle of the night. Hey. <laughs> Bougie. I'm, Bougie. Listen. I, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm an elaborate snack expert. Okay. <laughs> That's how this goes. So I keep things around that I can just mix and match. You know what I'm saying? Like Sean McVay with the offense in the running backs room. He can just mix and match guys in his packages. That's how I am with my snack offense. Okay. So you're works. telling me, Laura? though, really, like, legitimately, middle of the night, Triscuit and prosciutto. I keep the prosciutto on lock. So, like, mm-hmm. if I'm looking for a vehicle for the prosciutto, I'll probably grab a cracker in the nearby, uh, what's it called, cabinet, and I got mm-hmm. a Triscuit or two there. Yeah, that works. That flies. Okay. okay, got it. Laura? So I was thinking about this, and I was like, there's only one reason to have breakfast in bed as a girl. There's only one reason for you to get up and do that. So I'm like, mm, I'll do the snack. Yeah. I mean, breakfast in bed is a, that's a special occasion thing that, like, you know, it could end in just I can't more laundry. I remember the last time I had breakfast in bed or served breakfast in bed, but I can tell you the last time I had a midnight snack. I mean, it happened last week. You know, I mean, that's what happens. <laughs> you know, you, if you drink it all and you get home, it's quesadilla time, baby. Oh, yeah. You kidding me? Pizza bagels? For sure. Oh, oh got I love plenty of those. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> That's some Bergman special. His face lit up. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got excited right there. That was an exciting I love little it. thing right there. I love All right, it. Cap. Or no, sorry. Clinton, we're going to go with you this yes. time. All right. So this is interesting. Would you rather take a vow of silence or a vow of celibacy for your entire life? You're on TV. Oh, <laughs> Oof, that's actually tough. Um, <laughs> you were excited. You were ready to go. I was going to say silence, but then he mentioned the fact. You know what? You I'd are, like you are to TV's believe. Clinton Yates. I'd like to believe. See, the radio <laughs> is the issue here with the silence. You see what I'm saying? It's not really the television. As the handsome, as a member of the handsome man community, you can get past the talking. You see what I'm saying? This is the whole point. But damn, what's the point if this vow of celibacy is a thing? I'm going to have to say I'd probably stop talking. You know what I'm saying? I could I could figure it out. As I'm a writer, I could figure it out. You know, but I, yeah, I can't. Yeah, yeah. So vow of celibacy, not option. How about that? I'm flustered now. <laughs> does a vow of celibacy, just for a point of information here, does Uh-oh. that mean that I'm also not allowed to? Okay, let's just say, let's just say, let's just say it involves other people. You can oh. do whatever you want with yourself. Oh, okay. So that changes things. You know? Does it? Well, in the final analysis, I don't think I can shut the you-know-what up. That's one of my first problems, you know. But the, the notion of, of a life of celibacy, You can I don't... shut it down, but you can't shut it <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes I don't think I can do that. I'm, I'm going to also take the uh, – I think I'm going to have to take the sound of silence here. I don't think I can do the lifetime of celibacy. Laura, it's your turn, and I already know what you're going to say. You do, first of all. Hold yeah, that's, up. that's awkward. Yeah. I was like, wait, hold up. Please tell us, Laura. What are your thoughts? Um, I would definitely shut up, but I've been celibate before, so it's not that hard. Did you take a vow? Did you put your hand on a book? No. <laughs> I just, yeah, no. I no. did it for like six years, and I was like, yeah, I can't do this. I'm done. Hey, <laughs> yeah. That was enough time for me. I was like, I shut you. me up. I got <laughs> perfect, perfect dismount. See, I pretty much knew that that was going to be the answer. All right, Cap. Would you rather get stuck in an elevator with your ex or with your partner and their ex? Oh, this is, this is very, very easy this for me. This is dicey, but yeah. This is so easy for me. <laughs> I would much rather get stuck in an elevator with my partner and her ex-husband any day 
all day, twice on Sunday, every day, anything you want to say, I would much rather be in an elevator with my current girlfriend and her ex-husband than be in an elevator stuck with my ex-wife. Yeah, I think, listen, as a, as a person from the district who literally was raised by diplomats, diplomacy is a large part of my platform, I definitely think Cap's option is the least... Like, the path of least resistance is there. You know what I'm saying? In terms of possibilities for peace. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to go the same route. Without having consulted my partner, who might vote differently, I would take the partner and their ex over my own ex for sure. I just It just seems, knowing who these people are, it just seems easier. All right, Laura, what do you say here? I would take... My partner's well, ex as well. Sorry, I just realized it depends which ex, but that's a different discussion. Yeah, I was gonna. That's exactly. I was like, wait, what oh, ex are we really talking about? No, I'm not. About, but I'm just saying yeah? the collective ex situation. Yeah. yeah. I, okay. You know what? Yeah, if yeah. I go with my recent ex, I'm okay getting stuck in the elevator. We still right. whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait a second. Before we get out of this, though, Bergman, I got to ask you the same question: stuck in an elevator with your ex-wife or your current partner? And her ex, oh, what would you do? That is, I'm with you guys. I would rather, I can handle her ex. Yeah, <laughs> that guy. I don't need to be stuck with my ex. <laughs> we, we could, we're, at, we're on that point where we're getting along right now, but if we're stuck in an elevator, <laughs> not there is along. no way we're getting along. Well, there, there were air was. quotes on that getting along. Right. There were, there were. I saw, I saw. Right now. Because I got to say, like, I, I, it literally went through my head. Like, what if me and my ex-wife were stuck in an elevator and we had to put our brains together and we had to create teamwork to try and get out. I mean, it would just turn into a fight in a matter of seconds, you know, and by the way, it would be all my fault. Yeah. No, no, it wouldn't actually be, but that's what she would say. Here we go. Here we go. (laughs) Could you, could you get out of an, well, this is a separate question. Like who would, I mean, who is the best person you'd want to have with you that you actually know to get out of an elevator with, you know what I'm saying? Like that's a separate discussion, but you know, that's a good question. It's, it's an interesting one. Like, would, who is resourceful enough? I know who use I the would exes, pick. for example. Like, would you, I don't think I'd pick any of my exes. I mean, no, like, if like, I if would, you I had would. to choose to stick along with the okay. would you rather? Would your current, your current partner or your there ex, is an ex who I would choose prefer, right? Prefer yeah. who would be yeah. on who would be a, on top of the big board for getting out of the elevator. Yeah, for I sure. I think I think I would choose my ex to get for out sure. of the elevator. For I sure. can think of who that, exactly that person would be. See, I would choose my current partner's ex-husband to be in the elevator with uh, me. That's not part of the equation. That's not, yeah, that's okay. not part. Yeah. Resourceful dude, man. Right, yeah, okay. He can punch through the roof, one of those No, days. he's just yeah. a smart guy. He's kind of like a MacGy- <laughs> macgyver oh, kind of uh. guy who can figure things out. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> he's okay. pretty good, this guy. Okay. It's like sometimes when she and I need something fixed, we'll call him like a real man. <laughs> Whoa. Did you just call him a real what man? What are we doing here? Bob let's go, Rob, let's go to traffic. Calf, let's go to traffic. Yeah, Get out of here. Let's do that. All right, listen. Uh, Miranda Gill is standing by with traffic. And then coming up, let me throw everybody a question. Which player is most likely to end up a Laker in the 2021 season? Throw some answers your way coming up. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
Monday afternoon on SLK. Glad to have everybody along here listening on the radio, listening on the app, along with Clinton Yates in for the S and the L part of the show. What up? With Greg Bergman and with Unique, and that's U-N-E-E-Q with an underscore at the back end of it. It is. You got the SLK show on 710 ESPN. So, Clinton, let me, let me roll something by you here and get your, uh, get your thoughts and opinion on this. All right. Um, we've talked some Dodgers today. We've talked some Rams. We've talked uh, about other big stories that are happening around the world of sports. Yeah. Um, but bring it home here a little bit for some Laker talk because there is a lot of conversation out there about what the Lakers are intending to do. So, Greg, jump in on this one as well. Here goes. LakersNation.com. Website I like to use all the time when, I, when I'm looking up Laker-related content. LakersNation.com is running a poll right now. Here's the question. Which player is most likely to end up a Laker in 2021? Here are your choices. DeMar DeRozan, Kyle Lowry, Chris Paul, Kawhi Leonard, none of those four. Clinton, what would you say? Of those four names, DeRozan, Lowry, Paul, Kawhi, which of those four will be a Laker? Well, I think in a threefold manner, I think it's DeMar DeRozan. Number one being he's the best actual fit. Number two being he's from Los Angeles. And number three, I, I just think he, he wants to be here. He's said as much, you know. So that's a no-brainer as far as I'm concerned. I mean, would it be nice to pick up a Chris Paul? Sure. But that's also kind of a like uh, – that's just a little awkward, like – Phoenix eliminated them from the playoffs, and then they went on the finals. If that guy comes there, I, that just that continuity tracks a little strangely for me, even though I realize him and LeBron are good friends. But I think DeRozan is the player that everybody's been looking for to some extent in terms of what he brings from a skill set standpoint, Greg. You know, like he, he's a guy you want on your team sort of anyway if you're this Lakers team, and he wants to be here. So that's a pursuit I'm, I'm making for sure from the Lakers front office. Yeah, he was just saying today that he would – He's. it's about the money. It's not about the money. It's about winning a chip right now. Right. So, yes, I I like him the best too. I know a lot of people are out there talking about how we need more shooting and you need the three-point shot and you know all that. We just watched in the finals and throughout the playoffs that it really came down to the mid-range game was mm-hmm. a big part of what happened in these playoffs. And – I that is what DeMar DeRozan is really really good at. I think he fits perfectly within this offense. And I, yes, out of everybody on that list cap, I like DeRozan the best. Okay, All let's right? quickly let's quickly review. He averaged 21.6 six almost 7 assists and shot nearly 50% from the field. I mean, you know what I'm saying like this guy was a wep- he was the mid-range weapon. This isn't just like, oh, we remember DeMar DeRozan. No, he did this last season and he was pretty good with it, you know? So DeMar DeRozan is leading this poll right now, 32%. Chris Paul is currently in second place at 20%. Kyle Lowry right behind him at 19%. Kawhi Leonard at 6.5%. And the audience has uh, voted, 21%, by the way, that none of these four guys will actually make it onto the Lakers squad this year. And one of my favorite parts about this poll was that there's a picture of Chris Paul and they've photoshopped him wearing a Lakers jersey. And it's just, listen, to me, it just looks weird. It just doesn't look right yeah. at all. And I know what you're saying about, you know, how LeBron and CP3 are best buddies, and LeBron shows up at a finals game, and he's got his tequila underneath his seat, and uh, and, and they're supposed to be super close pros. I got it. But 
there's just something about Chris Paul joining the Lakers that just doesn't seem to work for me. And by the way, part of it is his age. And yet at the same time, I voted for Kyle Lowry in that poll, and they're the same age. I like and- Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry to me is 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 I don't want to say a fine addition, but I just think that adding a point guard versus adding somebody else are just two different types of additions. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's two different things. And to me, you need a wing that can score from the mid-range more than you need a point guard. They have a point guard. They don't like their point guard, perhaps, intruder. Maybe they don't want to pay him as much money as he wants. But, like, that's not a need in the same way that the wing is, Greg. Yeah. So, and also, Kyle Lowry came out. I think it was even today, also, and said that he wants three. He wants three years, ninety million dollars. So, are we giving him three years, ninety million dollars at thirty-six years old? Is that a discount on what Schroeder wants? Schroeder wants a hundred. Uh, well, years. he wants a hundred and twenty and four years. I think something wrong there. I mean, it's and, all and, basically and, the same amount of money, and it just doesn't. Yeah. Look, I I know you need a point guard, but LeBron is your point guard, and he's going to be the point guard, yeah, even if he wants point, to be the, P, the power though, forward. Hold on, though. Can he play that position yes. and still make it through the season? As we saw at this age, that's where that's why this is an important question because the point guard position becomes more important as LeBron gets older. So as he, what happened to him was a fluke accident, just like it was when he okay. got injured. On he got yeah, I mean that wasn't because he was playing power forward or because he was playing point guard. It didn't really matter. He had who, who was it? It was a Solomon Hill like yeah, rolled no, into I, him. He yeah. rolled his ankle. Otherwise, he would have been totally fine. So I I honestly believe that having a guy like DeRozan to fit in amongst that like who you, you can't double anybody with that at that point. Yeah, it's, it, it and, opens up the rotation a lot. Yes. You know, I think so. And it opens up, and if you don't move KCP, it opens up KCP in corners. It opens up guys that you'll bring in shooters. There's reports that, you know, that Bogdanovich from uh, Utah, they're gonna they're thinking about trading him. That's another really? guy. Yeah, there was a report that Why I saw the other day. Why are they thinking about trading him? That guy's good. Yeah, well, there was, they were saying that Joe Ingles was on the block, too. Bring me Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles is yeah, on the block? Right, yeah, weird stuff, My right? man Jose Ingles is on the block. So you can, you, basically what I'm saying is you can go out and you can find shooters, and guys are going to want to come here maybe not the big names probably not a Joe Ingles but right. somebody along those lines that's going to want to come here and just sit in the corner and shoot threes right. so having a guy that can get into the mid-range like DeRozan be able to play off the ball like Kyle Kuzma was supposed to do and wasn't able to do I think you open up a lot more in that sense I'm keeping KCP Scott by the way me too yeah I mean to me I would I would take KCP and Kuzma those guys are all to me they're all out there and available I mean, really? if, if, okay. yeah, I mean, I, I'm not I'm not enamored with either of those guys. Um, listen, but then again, you, you have to understand where you're getting this from, Clinton Yates. And that is I'm the same guy that said I would trade Dame Lillard for AD. I do that deal. And I'm like the only person I guess it's me and Stephen A. Smith fighting off everybody else in the world saying, you know, everybody tells me I'm out of my mind. I'm nuts. But I have this terrible like um, fear of Anthony Davis not being able to stay healthy going forward. I understand that. I mean, that, that, but like, that's not a reason to trade him. But to that point, I think that's why a guy like DeRozan, who could actually score, you know what I'm saying? It's not just like, oh, he fills it up every once in a while. Man's averages a lot of points. You know what I mean? Playing on a team that was hanging around a similar type of place as the Lakers were. You know what I mean? It's not like the Spurs were absolutely terrible, but I mean, you know, they weren't that great either. But I, I just think DeRozan is a no brainer to me. That's 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 really what it comes down to. I'm not saying he's your number one target, but like if he wants to be here and you need that position, why does that not happen? That should happen. This is on LakersNation.com. Which player is most likely to end up a Laker in 2021? DeMar DeRozan leading the way at 32%. Chris Paul at 20%. Kyle Lowry at 19%. Kawhi Leonard at 6.5%. Um, Kawhi Leonard doesn't seem like Laker fans have much interest in that possibility. 
would you? He, how did he even get on the list is what I want to know. Kawhi Leonard. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, because you got to figure that there's been so much talk about Kawhi opting out of the Clippers, and if he were to opt out of the Clippers, could he make up for what he did a couple years ago, which is choose the Clippers when most people actually thought he was going to go to the That's Lakers? That's not happening. That's a guy that wants money. Like, he's going out, he's going to get his cash, and he's not going to get it from the Lakers. They already they are nowhere near that, and they're not going to trade for him. There's no way that Kawhi goes across the locker room. It's just not going to happen. I can't see that in any sense. Um, nor can I, but his name's on the list, so it gave an opportunity for people to voice an opinion, and uh, only 6% of Laker fans thus far think Kawhi is the guy that would join the team. I mean, listen, um, we've got DeRozan, Lowry, Chris Paul, and Kawhi. Otherwise, it's wide open from there. I mean, there is the none option that none of these guys might make it to the Lakers this year, in which case then you got to think about where else you might be going, which is why Kuzma and KCP to me are are – to me, they're, they are chips on the table to be traded. Yeah, no, they absolutely are. And, and anytime you can get out of Kuzma's contract, you basically gave Kyle Kuzma that contract just so that his money would work in a trade. Because now he's going to get $13.5 million towards any type of trade is a big, big deal. No, They don't want him there. I mean, I don't know that offhand by any means. It's just my own thought. But he doesn't fit into this offense. He doesn't fit on this team. And if he's on another team, watch him sc- start scoring. It's going to happen, so it just has to go to the right team. Like the Buddy Heald trade, sure, let's do that. Love that. Boy, if you were Sacramento and you would consider trading one of your best pieces to the Lakers, so you're going to actually get worse by strengthening the Lakers. I mean, if if you're Luke Walton, you're like, why would we do that? Why would the Sacramento Kings ever, ever, ever help the Lakers? I mean, seriously, no matter what the Lakers could give up, we don't want to help those guys. We don't want to work with those guys, but – it would be interesting to see Buddy Heald play for the Lakers because he's a good player. Buddy Heald does not fit with that I don't team think anymore. So either. Buddy Heald needs his own team. Yes. I, 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 but like, and that's the other thing with the Lakers is that you can't just, you know, Greg jokes all the time, oh, we're getting everybody. But like, I do think you understand that like, this is a very specific team. Any LeBron team is a very specific team. But this particular iteration, what are we calling it? Mission 18 of Planet LeBron. Like, you can't just add random guys because you think they're bringing talent. Like, there has to be some level of connectivity or a fit, either from a game standpoint or a personality standpoint, with what AD and LeBron and Palenka put together. Which is why, by the way, you talk about Kuzma not fitting because of his skill set or his scoring ability or whatever. To me, it's just personality and, and what he thinks he is versus what they think he all is. So listen, we can continue this conversation, but it's certainly an interesting poll on LakersNation.com. Stick around. Laura will have what you need to know, and I am curious, what is it we need to know? We will find out together. Coming up, it's SLK on 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 